Tiger Matrix International is brought to you by Strike. Check out their fleet tracking system. It will save you hundreds of dollars per month. Go to strike.com.au. Rugger Matrix International is also brought to you by mybean.com.au. Coffee delivered straight from the roaster to guarantee the freshest brew. You won't pay any more at mybean.com.au. We sell at roaster's prices. Hello and welcome to Rugger Matrix International. Juro Senior Host and uh, early morning recording for me. And uh, it's well and truly worth it because we catch up once again with our super coach from Ireland, assistant coach of Ireland, who was also a head coach for a time. And it's none other than uh, Les Kiss, the man with all the answers. Kissy, you're looking wonderful in HD over my shoulder and Skype. Look at that. You're just a picture. Geez, you can improve these looks, can you, mate? That's 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 handy. Uh, look, nice to be back on. I've had a bit of a break, and uh, uh, yeah, it, it doesn't take long. But the season's back on top of us here, uh, and we've been, been enjoying uh, a line series since, and uh, and also the uh, uh, the rugby championship. So there's been plenty of rugby, even though it's been downtime on the in the northern hemisphere here. All right, competition's about to start there, of course. Les, uh, the Rabo, uh, interesting development there with. Uh, Robo pulling out of their sponsorship uh, at the end of this season. So uh, with the coverage changing there uh, with Sky, uh, they'll need to get another sponsor on board. But I think they'll be pretty confident about that, Les. Yeah, I think so. The, the competition is, uh, you know, going from strength to strength each year. It's um, you know putting up quality games and um, it's starting to really, you know, show you know the depth of uh, talent in the competition and. Uh, I think they'll have no problems truly uh, going forward in terms of putting a, a name on that competition because it's it's just getting better and better, that's for sure. All right, let's hope that Ireland keeps getting better and better and uh, the draw for you guys uh, for the World Cup in 2015 means uh, you have Canada in your group, which is great to hear because I thought we'd mention that off the top of the show uh, because um, yeah, Canadian friends, uh, big listeners to Rugger Matrix America and they managed to pip the American side and their World Cup qualifiers. Yeah, look, it was um, interesting. We, when we went over, we, we had a close tussle against the USA. It was only three points in it, but um, you know, we got a handy result in the end against the Canadians. But um, uh, you know, I think USA have only beaten uh, Canada you know, twice in the last like, seven or eight games. I could be quite wrong there, but I know it hasn't been the best of records. So... A lot of people are saying that Canada would get through. Um, you know, I really felt for Mike Tolkien, he's a good bloke, and I know he's put his heart and soul into in USA rugby there, and uh, they have to go through a qualifying process now with, um, with Uruguay, I think, someone like that, uh, to make the World Cup, but I'm pretty sure they'll get there. But, you know, full marks to Canada. Um, you know, their rugby program's going well, and uh, it certainly makes our pool a tough pool with uh, France and Italy in there as well. Yes, certainly, Les. Uh, we'll talk a bit more about uh, your situation at the moment with the Rabo. I'm really intrigued about how things have been going because it has been quite a while. Uh, but first, let's talk about the Rugby Championship. And our good mate, Ewan McKenzie, first of all, we have to hear the news that uh, he got the coaching gig after Robbie Deans. Yeah, look, great news, I thought. And, um, you know, there was a, uh, a lot of uh, innuendo about how that would end up. Uh, would Robbie keep his job? But I... It seemed like the you know the wheels were in motion uh, towards end of the line series, and uh, Link was always going to be the man. I think it was the right decision. 
you know, Australia always a dangerous rugby side, and I think uh, what we'll see over the next 12 months, they'll become, you know, even more dangerous. Uh, Link will bring his own touches to it and his own style to the whole comp- uh, uh, Wallaby setup, and uh, I think we'll definitely see uh, some really big things from the Wallabies, and um, I just hope it doesn't come too soon because we play them in November, and uh, it's going to be a cracker, actually. I'm really looking, joy- uh, looking forward to that one. Yeah, we can't wait, Les. It's going to be enormous. Uh, but the gulf between the All Blacks and a lot of teams uh, mm. is huge. Look, mm. I've been doing a lot of chats recently with a lot of media, and one of the games I keep referring to is the, the, the match that you played against them, the second test, and the amount of pressure you were able to exert. And, Les, you came so close to winning that test match. And, you know, Ewan's done all the right stuff. He's talked about exerting pressure on the All Blacks. But just when you think they are able to do it, it all falls apart and they score against a break of play, against a run yep. of play, and yeah. uh, they get away with uh, with the victory and they end up running away with it. And uh, I mean, you've experienced it firsthand. It, it is a lot harder to do than people think. <laughs> uh, absolutely. And, you know, we had a three-match series against them and uh, at the end of the season, it was, it was quite a tough process for us. But that second match, we did play them in Christchurch. Yeah, we... We learned from the first test against them where they, they, they put a few points on us uh, and we got close in that one. And it, and it was about pressure, uh, you know, in, in two ways. It was just relentlessly getting into their uh, their face and into their space and making them play quicker than they'd like to. Uh, but it was also uh, pressure at the breakdown and, and being smart in that area. And it's certainly uh, an area that, that, that Ireland are very good at when they get it right. So. We had a chance in that game, but the biggest thing in that game is whenever there was a, a, a turnover or a kick return or, or, or a break in play, we organised our defence very quickly and, um, and, and could shore up the, the edges very quickly because that's when they're most dangerous. And We saw that a number of times in, in the last two tests against, uh, against the Wallabies in broken play. Uh, one small error by your, your, your team... Uh, you know, a bounce of the ball and they swoop in. Before you know it, you can be under the goalposts. And I've got to say, the two tries that they scored uh, were the most beautiful things I've seen in, in terms of try scoring in recent times with blacks and fours linking and putting their hands together and passes together to score. And the, to score those two tries was brilliant. But the previous game, you could see that they're lethal. They're absolutely lethal when it's loose ball, turnover ball, kick return ball. But they are a lethal team. Yeah, they're lethal, and uh, you know the stunning thing is that uh, the t- return of Richie. This is I love about the All Blacks is their ability to manage their players, and they gave Richie a bit of a rest. Uh, I saw him firsthand, close up, took a few photos of him during the Sydney Test, and he was definitely sucking in the big ones. But Les, uh, the guy's all class, and and for him to come back in and play so well, and given the fact that they're down to like fourth or fifth choice fly half, is is extraordinary. Mm-hmm. Extraordinary, and um, and each of the fly halves have done well. Uh, to tell you the truth, um, you know, you, you, you went back to the World Cup. Though I think they struggled a little bit with their fly halves, you know, backing up um, Carter. But as is the New Zealand way, the All Black way, they they addressed that that issue over the last 12, 18 months. And you know, each of the fly halves that have stepped in, Cruden's really improved out of sight. Um, you know, I thought Tom Taylor did a terrific job in the weekend and um, didn't overplay his hand, but you know, did what he had to do and 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 pushed the game around nicely for the, uh, for the All Blacks. Uh, so, despite the injuries, they've had um, uh, Messam out, uh, which is 
was a pretty big blow for him. He's been a fairly influential player for the Chiefs and also for the All Blacks recently. Um, but you get your man coming in um, and, and taking over that jumper and doing a fantastic job with the the try he set up in the weekend. So, you know, they're, they're, they've always been a team that have depth. That their depth seems that as it comes in and replaces seems to be more effective than ever at the moment. And um, it, it, it's a scary prospect overall. And uh, you know, that's another team we've got to meet in November. So it's a really interesting series that we're watching from our perspective at the moment. Liz, uh, I know that Greg Graden was keen to uh, tweet a wonderful shot of you when wearing the Kangaroos outfit uh, at North Sydney Oval. <laughs> it's a photo on the wall of the mighty North Rugby League club in Sydney. Oh, true. If you go oh, past mate. there, go there and bow before it, please. And here's a quick <laughs> shot of it right now. There it no, is. That's a black and white photo, is it? Oh, no, no, it's all colour. It's, uh, I didn't nickname you Harry High Pants, though. Because um, they are rich, but you're a very uh, stunning figure, Les, and that kangaroos yeah, out yeah, there. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was the style that day, those days. So yeah. Did I have a, did I have a, uh, did I have a uh, really slick back hair then, did I? Or, uh, I yeah, know. it was a bit darker no. anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Hey, I, I'm, I decided to shave mine off anyway. So, yeah, uh, yeah. But you are fashions to, we're slaves to fashions. Or slave to fashion. We are a slave yeah, to fashion. In, in the eighties we were, mate, and it was terrible. But anyway, we <laughs> got 80s. over it. Everyone's dressing like the eighties now. But Les, uh, it was a wonderful, uh, it was a wonderful picture. But uh, you know, Greg and, and everyone else is saying, "Where's Les? We wish he was our defence coach now." Now, Ewan doesn't have a dedicated defence coach, and in fact, like Robbie Deans did the whole lot himself. And I reckon uh, this is a great example where Australia's let it sort of die on the vine a bit. They haven't been able to. Um, uh, give the attention to defence it needs. And you know it, being a defence coach who's now evolved into a, a full-blown head coach uh, in waiting and assistant coach with Ireland. But, you know, uh, I think, would you have to agree with me that Les needs, needs a full-time defence coach? He's got Nick Scrivener there at the moment, but he's just basically in a transitional role while they, while they make the changes uh, from Robbie to, to Ewan. But don't have a world-class defence coach, and it's really, it's really important. Well, I think it's uh, you know the game has moved to a, to a place over the last five or ten years where um, you know defence is recognised as you know fifty percent of the game, whether it's set piece defence, scrum defence, and and off those there's 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 uh, phase defence uh, or start of defence and phase defence. There's kick chase, there's turnover defence. There's so many areas of the game in defence in general movement that that are necessary to cover. And then you have, uh, you know, the the tackle contest and you have the attacking tackle contest and you have the defensive tackle contest. So it's it's not a part-time job, that's for sure. You need someone within your, your coaching setup that is has is dedicated to, to doing the work in that area and um, uh, ensuring that you've got your bases covered. Uh, so, it, yes, it is vital. Yeah, it's very important. Um, you know, you could imagine if you didn't go into a game or into a season or in, in a coaching structure, didn't have a forwards coach, you know, it, it, wouldn't, it just wouldn't make sense. It, it's become a very important part of the game. And uh, I think it's uh, it's something that Link will, will be looking at. Uh, look, I know Nick well. I think he could do a great job at it, actually. And, I, and I'd imagine that um, yeah, he'd be in the running for it as well. Uh, Nick Scrivener, that is. And uh, But, you know, Ewan's got, I think... Uh, for the rest of the year to, to sort that out and make some decisions, and uh, I'm pretty sure he'll, he'll do something in that area anyway. It's, but it's an interesting point you make. It's something you can't fudge at this level anymore, is it, Les? Uh, and uh, I think this is the other thing. 
if the if the Wallabies had uh, a better defensive structure, and I think it's a structure to start with, and because the attitude's pretty good, um, but because we saw James O'Connor um, go into wing, and he plays a right in attack, but geez, he comes in a lot and uh, has caused a lot of trouble for Australia as a result. Tries being scored, the discipline to stay on your tram tracks, the discipline to maintain that focus and defence, it is a, it's a real state of mind, and you only really get that through a lot of drills and repetition of, of what you have to do when it comes to defending your line or turning around quickly and defending your line, as you talked about. Yeah, you know, the elements of, um, of rugby demand that, that the attention is given to the right area, the right uh, message uh, uh, and a consistent message about how you operate, you know, in all, in all elements of the game. And, um, you know, defence is equally as important as attack. You, you need to stop them as well as score them. Um, so you need to have uh, those bases covered. Now that, you know... Within a coaching setup, that can be done in a number of ways, but you'd need someone in your coaching group that has that as their, you know, their remit. They have to be the person that uh, is accountable for for delivering the, the defensive plan. And and I think, you know, it's wise to have a coaching group that does have someone that does cover that. Now he may also cover another element of the game, whether it be restarts or. You know, specialises in some other area, but you do need someone that uh, can dedicate a little bit of time to the analysis that's involved in uh, in defence play and um, you know analysing opposition attacks, etc. Uh, but also uh, working with individuals on a on a regular basis. And at international level, uh, Bronkets, you know, it's a bigger it's a bigger picture. You don't just have a club where you've, where you've got thirty to forty players. You, you, you know, you're, you're working with a national. Uh, set up. You're looking at each club. Um, you, you know, in the vicinity of 80 to, depending on which country, 80 to you know, 120 to 150 players that you're assessing all the time and trying to ascertain who's who has the best uh, uh, technique in terms of the tackle area, uh, and, and 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 keeping an eye on that all the time. So it's not something that you can cover easily. Um, you know, if it's a part-time situation, you need someone that has some form of dedication to it. I believe. Yeah, good, absolutely good point. Uh, but it also enables you to build pressure. You can be quite offensive in that. And I think uh, you were able to do that against the All Blacks in that second test we talked about before. And at times Australia have done that, but it's just let them down because the, the cut and finish isn't there that a dedicated coach would give you. Yeah, look, I, th I think, you know, Link, Link will find the right mix, what he needs to do there. Um, and each coach will have a different view in it. Uh, and I'm pretty sure that however he sets it up, he'll have someone who will have some responsibility in that area or take that chunk of work and and, and necessary analysis that's required in that area. Uh, it, I also like to, you know, to, to mention that it's not just about defence in terms of a negative sense. It's about being able to do what you say, use your defence and build a defensive strategy that can apply pressure as much as possible because in this game, uh, if you can apply pressure... And, and force the type of a game that you want and get turnovers and force the opposition to, to make poor decisions in their own half and control possession and position of the field, um, then you're giving yourself a better chance to actually do a job and, and get the wins that you need. So, um, you know, it's, it, it's something that does need to be addressed and I'm pretty sure Link will come up with the combination that, that he, he needs to do it. Um, you know, it's, a, it's, it's not something 
that I'm looking forward to really because I know that the Wallabies will improve year on with Link there. He'll put some uh, things together that'll make him a dangerous prospect going right through the World Cup. But first things first, we, when we will face them for our second test uh, this year, we've got some off first, so that won't be easy. And then we play the Wallabies and then your Blacks. And, um, and by the time we do play the Wallabies, Link would have had them for about six or seven tests. So I think they're just going to get more dangerous Absolutely. Just a quick uh, tuition then. So how how would you fix uh, James O'Connor now, who's really good at attack, and we've seen that, and I reckon in a good position. I, I prefer him where he is now on the wing. Uh, yep. But but how do you stop a player uh, from naturally gravitating further in field and peeling off that wing, which has been critical? It really hurt Australia. Yeah, well, you've got to build an understanding of what the role is and then build a... Uh, uh, two things probably an effective uh, way of practicing it to build the right habit uh, uh, the right habits in those uh, stressful situations because you're on that position you're stressed uh, you feel like you're not going to get the cover you need to and you react in a way that takes yourself out of the game and offers a channel on the outside which is what happened has happened a few times so you've got to work uh, uh, or formulate a way to practice that in uh, in your in your training sessions the other way is to also to provide effective feedback uh, when he's playing the game. Um, and if he is to become better at that position, he probably should play that position more often in, in provincial rugby. And that's a difficult thing because sometimes, you know, someone of James... He doesn't have a province, look, mate. That's, that's, that's yeah, yeah, well, that's one problem. But he's also, because he's so good, he can play a number of positions and, and maybe doesn't get the regular practice work that he does need to defend on that left wing. And, uh, and you know, left wing's... It's one of the specialist positions in, in the back three that you just need to have the right player there uh, in terms of um, a lot of elements. You know, most of rugby has right foot kickers and that left that left side's a really important important channel. You have to defend going forward and back and knowing how to defend deep and defend shallow or defend midfield just so you can cover and, and close off kicking option, kicking angles, etc. Um, but it is also... Uh, are necessary for players to actually play there regularly so they can feel the types of stresses they will be under and be able to form the right types of responses to that in terms of their technical work, their defensive shape, uh, and, and working with inside defenders to be able to close off the opportunities. You know, it's one of the one of the givens in in in, in rugby is you know your defence is side the sideline is your best friend. It's your best defender, and uh, sometimes you just got to work your shape to be able to use that better. And uh, those things don't happen. Um, without practice and without understanding and good effective feedback. So if they, I'm sure those things will be addressed. He's a smart footballer. He's a great footballer. Um, he looked extremely dangerous once there in the game. I thought he was going to really set up a nice try for the Wallabies there against the All Blacks. So uh, uh, I'm sure he'll improve. He's, he's just an exceptional footballer and he'll get it right. And you raise an interesting point here. And this is the thing that uh, many coaches struggle to grapple with. And, and Les, it's the question about uh, using a player who can play several positions and not being able to settle on one position that he's really, really good at. And uh, I think he, you have to sort of see past the temptation with James O'Connor and say, yeah, yeah, look, he's exciting us here in close at 12 and maybe 10, but make him, make him even better at, at 11 because I think you get the maximum benefit rather than throwing him into that busy channel where it takes a special kind of player uh, to, to run a game. It's, it's a difficult question. I don't know if many coaches can solve it, but you've obviously had to come across it too with players who can play, yeah. who can play different positions. And 
You know, yeah. the one thing, the frustrating thing for Australian people who are looking for, for players that could make a World 15 player is that we've, we've hardly got any contenders at the moment. I mean, Will Guinea is often put up as, as, our, as the number nine, but, man, he's not playing well at all. So, and you don't want to play him at fullback and back to nine or whatever else. I mean, it's, it's, it's a difficult question. I mean, when you approach a player who can play a number of positions, what do you say? Look, I, it is a dilemma, but I think I, I look at it as a really positive dilemma. I, uh, if, that, if, that, if those two words can be put together, <laughs> well, I'm this not sure. is a dilemma gets yeah. misused all the time. It's, it's yes. the choice between two equally ordinary or very, very, very unsavoury options. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the actual, uh, probably the point I'm trying to say is, I, it's an asset to have a player that can, has uh, an adaptability and, and is flexible enough to be able to be very proficient and competent in a number of positions, without a doubt. It's like a player who can kick off both feet and step off both feet, carry the ball in two hands, mm. is a better and is an equal physical ability of another player is better than that player if he can only carry in one hand, he can only step off the left, uh, and, he only can, and he can't kick at all, he can only kick off one leg. If, if you've got extra skill sets that you can expand, then you're going to be better. So if you've got a player that can actually play other positions, it is an asset, particularly in, uh, in a couple of areas. One would be uh, in forms... Of, uh, of analysis, and, and it is a headache when you analyse Australia, you could actually sit there and say, what team will they pick? And they could pick a number of combinations, a number of combinations that you have to prepare for in terms of, def of a defence coach, for example. And each combination will have its own headaches and, and own variables that you have to prepare for. Uh, so having players that can can work in different positions it can be a great asset but the downside that is if they don't play there well often enough and consistently enough and build a bit of continuity and, and rhythm it doesn't flow as much as you would like uh, you know so that, that that's that's one of the areas I find it difficult to play, to play to coach against teams that have players that can play different positions you, you're always trying to cover every angle and it's difficult but the other part is during a game it's really handy if 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 you if not a, not only your bench but also uh, players in your starting team that can actually move position. It's a really really handy thing to have, um, and and can change the 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 the, th the thrust of your game and and how you how you position yourself in your in your game and change the shape of your attack, etc. Being able to move players around and that's and I I've always thought it's one of the great assets that Australian rugby have, um, but. There has to be a part that you have to give them enough time and position to be able to, to be competent and reliable in one position and then knowing that he can cover other positions as well. So the dilemma is there, but I think there are some positive, positives around having players that are very flexible and adaptable in how they, where they can play on the pitch. Yeah, yeah, good point, Les. Uh, it's a bit like being a cricketer all-rounder and you're either a, a bowler or batsman first. You know, you specialise in one a little bit better than the other, that's very rare that you have someone who's equally as good as a, a bowler as they are uh, a batsman, given the ashes. Mm. Let's not talk about the ashes, okay? Oh, yeah, yeah you're just... <laughs> Let's not talk about the ashes. Thing, Let's not talk about the lion series. Oh, <laughs> your, the blood is like cup. Les, I'm glad, no, I'm glad well, you're Irish now. <laughs> I've had, yeah, I've had the, uh, you know, the benefit here to watch the cricket during the day when I'm not working and uh, in the weekends I've seen <laughs> as much as I can and it's... Uh, um, you know, it's been disappointing, without a doubt. The, the, the Pommies have done a job on us, uh, but look, we, it, the good thing about it, there's not long to wait before we have another cut at them, and hopefully, in home soil, we mm. can do the job, and I'm sure we will. The boys, um, 
you know, we all we all love our cricket in Australia. It's probably our, our first love, really, uh, ultimately. Uh, and uh, you know, I have full faith that the boys will really come back and do a good job in Australia. Let's hope so. Yeah, changing coach there too, and selections have always been a bit of a debacle. But anyway, let's move on. It's not the cricket show, but maybe that should be the next one. Uh, a couple of quick questions about the rugby championship before we take a quick break and then ask you about what's happening in your neck of the woods. Uh, your thoughts on it overall? Interesting to see the uh, the new scar, scrum. I was going to say scum, but it's, in some way, it was, many might see <laughs> some it as might so it like quite a scummy still. engagement rules uh, for the uh, uh, for the for the for the test series that we've just had or are going through, and um, you know, a bit messy. But I think we're in the right place. I mean, we've had some pretty heavy hitting guests on this program before, Les, that have said the hit is the one thing that brings the scrum down time after time. And if you look at the physics, it just makes sense. So to take the, to lessen the hit is a good thing and it really brings back the art of scrummaging. Yeah, look, I think it's, it's definitely moved in the right direction, but there's been probably some results that you just wish it, you know, you're just wondering where it's going to end up uh, over the next six months. And I hope it does improve quickly. Uh, uh, I'm not trying to be negative on it. I just think that we got to make sure that there is some consistencies in certain area about how it's uh, how it's put together uh, in terms of building the scrum uh, and getting it to that point, and making sure that we do get a, a platform that that, that is uh, reliable and also competitive. Because you don't want to want it to just be like a rugby league scrum. You want something that 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 can actually benefit a good scrum but also give you a chance to be able to fight back and, and, and hold hold a scrum where you need to to get the ball at the back and get backs against backs. So I think it's going to go in the right position, uh, right direction for sure. At the moment, though, a uh, few little concerns. The, the scrum seems to, you know, when it, when it finally sets, there seems to be a bit of swimming and people are still finding, you know, second rowers are finding what, what their best position is in the reality of test rugby when, when, they're, you know, when they're very tired and, and keeping that shape in the scrum. And it does sort of swim a bit the scrum if that makes sense it, mm. it's not a, a rock solid thing all the time i th- also think the the scrum feed we you know we want the scrum feed to be as, as straight as possible but to uh you know to, to just have a guide rule on it and have it so strict that you've got no room for movement it's 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 going to be a difficult thing uh, to to really keep an eye on that totally you know you have to have some form of common sense about the feed and particularly if the scrum does move on a slight angle like that, you know, is the feed does it? It may look crooked at the feed sometimes. So there's there's little elements that they have to they'll have to get on top of for sure. And and I'm no scrum expert, but uh, you know we've we've got people here talking about it regularly, and I, I know that the IRB and 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 the referees are, are trying their best to put together a plan that can address and get in front of any issues and and get it to a point where there's a a, a consistency in it because. If, if it gets there, I think we'll see some great attacking rugby. I, I, uh, even though I'm a defence coach, and uh, primarily it's you like to have good attacking rugby and good opportunities to to be able to attack. And and when you do have scrum on scrum, and and the and the flankers have to stay on a little bit longer, and there's cleaner ball, and you can launch an attack. You know, it, it's a great thing to have, and it is also defensively a great thing to be challenging yourself to be able to close down great attacks. It's 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 that's what it's about. You know. One, one set of the game competing against the other element of the game, defence attack versus defence, and, and see which one comes up best. And if we can create more of those great opportunities, then, then all the better, I think. And there's just the last one about uh, what you can expect and what your thoughts have been of the rugby championship. South Africa smashed Argentina the first game by about 70 points. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and then, uh, then the return game, I really thought Argentina were going to beat them. So that was pretty tight in the end, a good comeback. As Ewan said, after the first game against the All Blacks, you can turn these things around, 70-point results, and uh, that almost happened. Um, Australia fought hard, but were ultimately beaten in both games by the better team. But we did see some improvement. But there, there is a big gulf between a, a New Zealand and everyone else. Uh, your thoughts on the, on the quality of play? Anything outstanding so far, or did you um, think it was all rubbish? Look, I, I, <laughs> no, it's been interesting. Obviously, uh, you know we're we're looking at it closely from from well, everyone in the northern hemisphere watching it closely because uh, you know the teams will be travelling north and here in the autumn, and uh, you know they're important test matches for for the northern nations here. For the home nations, France, Italy, so we're all watching it with interest. Uh, you know, I've been, I've been really uh, impressed with it, uh, particularly the Wallaby uh, All Black games. Uh, I know Australia were out of, but I were out of the first game. I, you know, New Zealand were, were impeccable in how they went about their business. They did a fantastic job. Uh, certainly, uh, I, you know, I think would have been disappointed with with how it went, but. You know, it's, it's test rugby and, and they have to get back on the horse. And Link's right, you can change these things around quickly and, and, and the Argentines prove that. Uh, but the style of rugby that's been played, I think Australia have tried to be ambitious. I think they've tried to to, to really, you know, find find another element in, in their attacking arsenal that, you know, work in New Zealand over in, in a slightly different way. I, I thought they, they you could see what they were trying to work to. Um, I think the All Blacks... Have been sublime. The last two tries, the two tries they scored in recent tests were were, were absolutely beautiful, and uh, their lethalness off loose balls, as I said earlier, has been something to watch. So, uh, I really enjoyed those games. Probably the other two, I've uh, been more dour, um, or the second one was, was anyway. But it was just great to see how Argentina came back from what was a shellacking the week before, and 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 got back to that, that, that style of game that, that really is, that, that makes them hard to pl- play against and, and hard to beat. And I think I think South Africa drew with them last year mm. in the corresponding fixture. So, um, you know, they like their home turf and they're a difficult team to beat there. And, uh, uh, and you know, but I guess from the competition perspective, it was necessary to see that and then they, they turned it up there. So it's... Looking forward, it, it's going. I think it's going to be very interesting. I think the big one now is, um, you know, Australia and the Spring uh, Springboks. It's a huge match, and um, it, it certainly will shape the rest of the competition. That's for sure. It certainly will. Uh, it is a fortress Suncorp, particularly against South Africa, and yep. uh, I, I expect Australia to hit back in that game. There's no doubt about that. Probably Quade Cooper to start, and I'm not sure if he'll make a change to fullback, but uh, I'd really like to see Israel Folau play at 15. Uh, but you never know what's going on behind the scenes there because they're still waiting to find out whether he's going to stay in rugby. So there's a, there's a mm, difficulty uh, there. Yeah, that's interesting. You'd like to keep him in the game, that's for sure. He's he's, oh, he's, he's brilliant. He's, he's unbelievable. And uh, you talk to you know most of the players that that come back from the Lions tour and or the, even the management that were there from the Irish setup. They, they just sort of in awe of him. Really, he is a special athlete, a special player. He's got exceptional skill sets, and you know I hope he, I hope he stays in the game. That's for sure. And um, look, he, he's, there's there's one there's one question that you just brought up before there, Bronk. You know, do you move him around all the time, or do you keep him in the same position and, and learn that? Um, I think it'd be worth trying him at fullback for sure. Well, we've um, been learning that all year. 
Yeah, that's right. He's been there and, um, and and putting him in a position at Test Rugby perhaps might be the go, but uh, he's one player that wherever he was, uh, he, he, he will be a headache for me come November, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think you're suggesting tight head prop or something. Yeah, put him in there. Let's, <laughs> yeah, let's take it out of his legs early, I reckon. All right, so uh, we'll have a quick break and come back and talk all things Ireland, England, Lions and Robo and every other premiership you want to talk about. Strike GPS Tracking is the most sophisticated tracking package on the market, capable of tracking single to thousands of vehicles. Strike customers have recorded savings of up to $150 per vehicle per month with the Strike Tracking Package. Inquire at strike.com.au or call 1-300-792-044 to begin your cost-saving endeavour. Whether you're looking to increase productivity, raise OHS compliance, monitor driver behaviour or provide security for your assets, Strike has a tracking solution for you. We always thank our sponsors and in particular Strike because if you go to that store you'll get 10% off if you input the code RUGGERMATRIX. So get all your mobile phone accessories from strike.com.au. Great supporters of the game too. That's another important thing about uh, Strike and their relationship with Rugger Matrix. Now, Kissy, Ireland. We spoke to Brian O'Driscoll just before he left. Obviously, they had a big party. Uh, not as big as the uh, England cricket team, of course, on uh, the Oval. We won't go into that because that'll be just taking the piss. And um, they were they were very happy with the result. And, you know... Gee, some of your blokes were impressive, mate. And uh, Sean O'Brien, who stood up that last test in Sydney, saw him up close, was a colossus. Yep, yep, he was. I, I think he was critical in, in terms of what happened in that last game. Um, I think if you put your cast your mind back, Bronk, to the to the World Cup, uh, Sean O'Brien was one of the players in the tournament, really. Uh, up to when we got knocked out, he he was a wrecking ball through that whole series, and, and he did give Australia a lot of grief, actually, in the in that in that World Cup match that we won there at Eden Park, uh, he, he had a fantastic game that day. So, um, you know, he is a special player, and uh, uh, you know, I don't think we've seen the best of him yet, to tell you the truth. And he'll he'll keep on improving. Um, so he's an important player for Ireland, and uh, hopefully we see more and better come November because it's it's a pretty critical series for us in terms of um, you know three big teams that we're coming up against. What was your overall um, opinion of the series? Uh, you know, it's all done and dusted. Uh, Australia, again, I think we're just hanging in there. But um, at first test, Kirtley Beale kicks the goal. Different story going to Melbourne. Um, you know, it, it was very tight after two tests. Yeah, yeah, extremely tight. It was probably, um, you know, there's probably mixed feelings and opinions about it from, from uh, you know, you know the scribes here. Um, the, you know the general person in the street, all, all, all stakeholders in the game. That you know maybe a bit lucky to get away for that first game. Yeah, that's the game. We've all been there, and 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 Kirtley, uh, doesn't slip. He might put it over, and 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 it does change the the nature of the competition from there. But um, uh, I think I think overall the uh, the feeling here was that. The Lions did an exceptional job to take that game to where they did in the last one, and that it's certain, certainly given, uh, you know, a real, real sense that this, that the Lions is something that's still valid and relevant. I don't think 
Personally, I don't think it ever wasn't. I think it is always and will be for a long time. But I think people just wanted to see the Lions win a series and, and to win it, I think, was um, important in a lot of people's eyes. And, uh, you know, it's it's certainly something that, you know, the boys that, that particularly the Irish boys who went away and got, they were part of a winning series. It was something special for them, that's for sure. No doubt about it, uh, Les, and they're now coming back to the system. Brian O'Driscoll got another year, obviously, with his province. Uh, he said that to us uh, when he was about to depart. Uh, but uh, it's all about to happen, isn't it? And so with the Rabo about the start, uh, we mentioned this head of the show uh, about the sponsorship, but you know, that's, there's a fair while to go there to sort it out, but it's still a pretty good product. And uh, I guess you're going to be playing uh, close attention to some of the teams. Yeah, look, it's it's certainly heating up. We've got trials, uh, one more week of friendlies, as they call them here, um, and the comp- competition starts uh, from there in earnest. Uh, it'll be interesting. Uh, you know, there's been a few changes around the edges. You know, a couple of new coaches in a different couple of different clubs. Uh, you know, who's the favourite at this stage? You know, the you know the, the same old names will be thrown out there. I think a team to really watch closely this year will be uh, Glasgow. I think they, um, well, they certainly put their hand up this the previous year. They were brilliant. I thought they were one of the, the teams in the competition. Good night, mate. That's my son there. Sorry, guys. He's <laughs> off the bed. Uh, and uh, <laughs> nice, little, nice little interlude, yeah. He's, he's, he's six inches taller than me now. So, mate, he's a bit you know. bigger than the last time I saw him. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but I think Glasgow, I think, will be a team to really be reckoned with again this year. Uh, you know, I think uh, the way they played their rugby last year was physical and, 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 and also had a lot of enterprise and ambition in their game. They, they had a wonderful attacking approach to the game and were a handful every time. So I think uh, they're a team to watch. I think they finished third uh, last year. So I think that um, uh, we may see may see them in that top two this year. That's how, that's how well they're, they're being regarded here. Uh, but, but along the other teams, I think you'll still see, you know, a lot of the teams like Ospreys will still be strong. Uh, Leinster, Munster and Ulster will, will, will certainly put their hand up. Connacht have a new coach in Pat Lamb and um, we've got to take my hat off to Pat. He's been exceptional down at Connacht. He's doing a fantastic job and um, really, really has a passion and for the game and, and, and for, for the Connacht region and, and for rugby in ge- generally. He's, he's been a breath of fresh air. So I, I think we'll see some special things from this year as well. Yeah, and uh, you know, I was keen to actually mention uh, Edinburgh, you know, Edinburgh in a little bit more depth because I was uh, talking to one of our um, listeners uh, on uh, Twitter. They've signed um, uh, James Hiltebrand as a young front rower, and of course they've also before that signed Ollie Atkins and uh, Grayson Hart. Uh, Grayson Hart, good little scrum half, uh, who's uh, not a bad bad player. Um, and I think he'll add a lot of spark. He's a really good nippy runner around the scrum base. So uh, he's a good aggressive player, and I think that's going to be uh, pretty good for Edinburgh. So it's an aggressive... Uh, I guess you had to do something at Edinburgh after last season, and uh, I think that's an aggressive uh, recruitment this year. Yeah, look, they would have been disappointed with last year, but the, the previous season they, they went um, very well in the Heineken Cup. Not so well in the in the Rabo, but uh, did well in the Heineken Cup. Uh, and. And we're a little bit disappointed with how last year ended, that's for sure. And uh, so they've made some changes. Solomon's has come in. They've, they've, you can see that uh, overall uh, it's probably 
you know the higher echelons of, of Scottish rugby looking around the world and and scouring the place uh, New Zealand and, and Australia in particular at this stage for for people who are eligible to come to the to Scotland and play rugby there and and be a chance of representing uh, so they've done that well so they've uh, the young lads that you just mentioned have been injected into the team and uh, it, it'd be great to see Edinburgh go well um, you know you always like the big the big cities of each country that their team to go well it does give a you know it gives an edge to a country when you know, when your capital's playing really well. So uh, it'd be nice to see Edinburgh, you know, push push themselves into a strong position. Uh, not at the expense of any of the Irish teams, mind you, but uh, it'd be nice to see them uh, pushing pushing for on higher honours anyway. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I mean, there's a big moment for the game. I mean, a couple of years away from the, the next World Cup in England, and uh, I guess on the back of the Lions series. Uh, everyone's very happy that uh, firstly the, the Lions product is well and truly alive. There's no doubt about that. Anyone yeah. who was thinking that it was a dead concept is kidding themselves or hasn't been around a series. It was just fantastic uh, to see um, so many supporters come down and the banter was fantastic. Uh, they mm. could do with probably a couple of showers though, Liz. I did see those red shirts being worn for a long, long time. Over about six or seven weeks. No, I spoke to a lot of people. They had, a, they had a, a magnificent time over there, and I think I think what uh, uh, Horwell, uh, James Horwell, said at the end of that series uh, in the podium in the middle of the stadium after he'd lost, he said it was a great thing for for rugby in Australia. I think it was a great thing for rugby for the Lions. I always think, I always thought that they were you know, always going to be a you know, something that's valid and relevant in the game, but uh, to get the win up was good for them. But overall, I think it was great for Australian rugby to see that, you know, the Lions series or the Lions series be played there. And and I know there's a lot of people who, who spectators and fans that went over and just had a, had a great time. And uh, so, you know, there is there is that good feel factor about what the Lions have done. But, it, you know, as always happens, these things soon, soon become forgotten. Um, and it moves on when new competitions start and the rugby championships now the focus and next week the Rabo and the Aviva start so it's all happening again mate. Well it means that we're going to have a really intense autumn series don't you think? Yes I think so uh, you know there's from from well I'd say from the Northern Hemisphere team's perspectives you know there's there's a lot of hope about what we what, what's possible um, uh, not that anyone never had hope before, but just to, to know that the lines got up, you go there, you, you've got a chance now to go and play these uh, great teams from the Southern Hemisphere and, 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 and get out there and hopefully get, get something up against them because, um, you know, they still are, I think, ranked one, two, three in the world, uh, New Zealand, Australia, and um, although, although I think England have jumped ahead of Australia currently, so I should, I'm sorry to mention that and, and disappoint some people there, but, but I think, uh, you know, the, the three big nations from the south are always great to have up in the north. Yeah, it's going to be terrific, and um, hopefully we get to see Ewan really stamp his authority on the team. Um, he's done a great job with the sides he's coached before, and he's, as you know, he's a guy who's willing to uh, learn quickly about mm. what he needs to do and um, being a pragmatic coach as we use that term all the time but it's true he knows how to play with the players that he's got so he's not trying to make yeah. them play you know the real annoying thing from a coach he's not trying to make them play a game that they can't play yeah yeah no look I th look I, as I said earlier it's um, you know it's going to improve uh, you know the wallaby setup without a doubt I think they're going to see 
we're going to see the, the Wallabies improve right through to the World Cup. But, you know, first things first, it's games in front of you here and now that matter. And I know you and will be taking that approach. And the thing that's in front of his nose at the moment is the Springboks. And, you know, he'll be wanting to get that right. But uh, he, he is. He's a guy that um, is you know, immaculate in how he plans a season, how he plans his team, how he plans his, his processes. Um, and I think we'll see the team improve it. Uh, you know, we're, we've got them in the second game of our November series and we know that it's going to be one hell of a, a battle because we really do rate Australia. They're a, they're a good side. They're, they're hard to play against because they're hard to, to analyse and um, there's so many different types of players and the different styles they can play. So it's going to be, you know, a huge test for us when they come here. And, but it will be good to, uh, you know, cross swords with, with, uh, with Link, that's for sure. All right, Les, well, it's been great crossing swords with you tonight and good to see Lockie streaming through the lounge there, the uh, living room. And uh, what, yeah. what's, uh, what's he play, mate? Uh, he, I was going to say, he's, um, it's, it's, it's just after 10 p.m. here. School, he's back to school tomorrow, so um, he's going to bed a bit earlier than he usually does, which is a, <laughs> a good young lad. So, uh, uh, But no, it's all going well here, mate. The family are good, and um, you know, it's, it's, it's been a fantastic summer here, I think, I mentioned that last time, and everyone keeps saying it here in the Northern Hemisphere. The summer's been fantastic, and uh, and even though there has been a break and a lot of rugby around, I think people are looking forward to the competition starting again. So um, uh, bring it on. Well, Les, it's been great to catch up with you. Uh, it's been way too long, and uh, uh, you know when we started Rugger Matrix, it's always wonderful that we could catch up with you guys, but. Uh, now you and Ewan have just become like the world global uh, <laughs> leaders in coaching and it's just so hard to grab you guys now, but we always appreciate yeah. it when we can. Yeah, look, it's, you know, you mentioned Ewan again there. I think it's been great. I think it'll be really good. He's, he, he'll have a plan together and he'll get a, a good, you know, he'll finalise his coaching squad if he hasn't already and he'll get things to a place where it'll be right. I, I've got full faith that he'll do that, but it's, it's not the best thing for, for the rest of the world, I can tell you. All right, Les, uh, mate, great to see you. And I'm just going to try and tidy up your hair there. I'm just touching the screen, just move that across. Uh, it just looks a bit... I don't uh, know, my hair. You know, yeah. that's all right, it's all right. Yeah. I've got a couple of products you could use, so... Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, mate, it's a really good setting. Well done, and uh, you know, we're now seeing you in 20, 720p, so it's fantastic. Uh, does it make me look better or worse, mate? That's You're looking sharp, mate. You're looking very, very sharp. So, uh, uh, just quickly, how's the setup? Because when we last spoke to you, you were head coach. Yeah, it's going well. We've uh, um, we went away and won two games in the in, in USA and Canada, and we're back on deck now, uh, working with Joe. It's going fantastic. We've got John Plumtree. Uh, from the Sharks, yes. uh, the Durban Sharks, who who's, who has joined us. Uh, He's expected here in this next, uh, in the next few days actually to hit the ground and 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 off and running with 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 part of the coaching team there. So all exciting. Looking forward to it, mate. Must say. Uh, it's good. Yeah, good to see. Um, and how's Joe to work with? Good. Yeah, excellent. Well, we've known each other well. We've worked together before. Uh, so you know, it's um, exciting exciting times. We're you know we've got a good relationship. It's. Um, you know, we're excited about the challenge ahead of us. It's it's not going to be easy, uh, particularly when you come up against Samoa first. It's truth, what a start. Um, then the Wallabies and then the All Blacks. You're still throwing it's, the truth out there, man. Yeah, throw, throw the truth out there, particularly when you look at that, that, <laughs> that those three games you've got to come up against. It's, you know, it's it's we we realise it's it's not an easy easy thing to 
to say that you can actually go ahead and do a job on them, you have to really prepare well. And um, you know, Joe's got a great eye for detail, and I'm looking forward to uh, to the next period working with him. That's for sure. Yeah, Joe Schmidt, of course. Uh, we can't assume that everyone knows everyone, but yes, of course. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, so Les Kiss uh, coaching under uh, Joe Schmidt, and obviously Kissy uh, dominating uh, in the USA. Was that a good experience, by the way? Absolutely, it was brilliant. Yeah. Um, Did you see Bruce? No, I Bruce spoke McLean. to Bruce. And, yeah, I spoke to him, but I didn't get a chance to see him. Um, but uh, he seems he seems well, and and you know, Houston was a fantastic experience, uh, as was uh, Toronto. Um, mm. You know, two good cities, and uh, I've been to Houston before with the Springboks uh, when I was with them. But uh, the Canadian experience was brilliant. Um, uh, it reminded me very much of Melbourne, Toronto. Um, the trams and the street, etc. It was a great city, and um, got a chance to see the Niagara Falls. Uh, so, a wonderful experience. But the most important thing is we won two out of two, which was uh, important for for the green jersey to finish the year off well, and uh, we did that. So, it certainly made it a better summer overall. All right, uh, I can hear the printer going. Someone in the house is uh, is printing yeah. <laughs> printing something. So, <laughs> it's early morning here, Les. We are living in a wonderful world. Uh, but great to see you looking a million dollars. Uh, best to your family and the best to you uh, as we see the Premiership start and then a Heineken Cup, of course, and then into the Autumn Series. Can't wait. The Autumn Series is going to be yeah. fantastic. Oh, it's going to be brilliant, as the rest of the Rugby Championship. But they're great to catch up, mate, and hopefully we do it again shortly. Cheers, mate. Will do. There he is. Les kiss over my shoulder. Uh, the coach who is the bestest in the business, Les Kiss. All right. See you later, Les. That is it for Rugby Matrix International. Hope you enjoyed the program. Great to chat uh, to Les about the global game. We'll be back next week as we head into the South Africa-Australia game and, of course, the All Blacks taking on the Los Pumas. Until then, see you next week.